Hello and welcome to Let's Enter the Arena. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I talk with a member of the Magic the Gathering community, where we talk about our tips, tricks, tragedies, and triumphs while we focus on Magic Arena. Well, everyone, this is a solo episode this week where I give you a deck tech, Zakama Primal Calamity, the historic deck. Go check out the video version to see everything that I'm talking about and get the deck list for free in the description. Hey everyone, it's VM Campos, magic fan, dinosaur fan, fan of dinosaurs in magic. So isn't it great that we've got a lot of great dinosaurs to play with in Magic Arena? So we're going to build a historic brawl deck. Historic Brawl is the best format currently on Arena. It's just too bad that they only let us play once every 10 years. But anyway, we'll make the most out of it. We're going to make a Historic Brawl deck using Zakama Primal Calamity. Don't mind me here. I just finish, finished winning yet another game with Zakama and getting some gems and so forth. So we're going to build this deck. I'm also going to give you like my philosophy on how to build good brawl decks. Now, good is defined in many ways, such as win percentage. That's boring. But then there's also the classic concept of brawl and commander, which is this is much more of a casual format. This is a format where you're going to express yourself creatively. You're not going to put every single of the best card in the deck simply because it's the best. No, you're going to put every one of the card that is on topic, on brand, on theme, to create a resonant experience. That's what Commander and Brawl, by extension, is. It's not a competitive format. That's why we're not on the ladder. Don't try to build the most CEDH version of a deck. We're not competing on a ladder. This is for fun. Therefore, this deck is of course, dinosaur-focused, because we've got Zakama, Primal Calamity, the biggest, best dinosaur of all. Galta is saying, hold my beer. And the deck is pretty much all dinosaur creatures, plus some enablers and so forth. I'm not putting in, like, you know, Solemn Simulacrum, even though that's a good card. That's more of a CEDH card. Again, I build decks, and I implore you to build decks that are a bit more in the original spirit of Commander and Brawl which is fun, casual, resonant experiences. And one day when we're able to play with integrated voice chat and such with multiple people, that'll be the day. Four-player brawl on Arena? Can you believe that? When we look back on this video years from now, we'll say, oh, VM Campos, you were so naive. Of course we have four-player brawl on Arena. As for that moment, we can only dream. So anyway, enough dilly-dallying. Let's go look at the deck. The full deck list is in the descriptions. You can easily copy and paste it into Arena. You might have to crack a few wild cards. But don't worry. All you need to do is get a sponsorship once in a while from Wizards of the Coast, and they'll give you uh, wild cards. No big deal. Thank you, Wizards of the Coast. Hashtag sponsored. Okay, so one of the theories to build good Brawl decks is you need to have these various categories of types of cards and then get as many as you can of that card if it's on brand, on theme with the deck. So the various categories that I'm going to talk about are lands, mana rocks, a.k.a. artifacts that create mana, mana dorks, a.k.a. creatures that create mana. In this deck, we have it slightly different in that we have mana dork reducers. We'll get to that in a moment. Creatures come next, of course. Then we need removal, and we have two types of removal. 
pinpoint removal, and mass removal. Pinpoint removal then is a subcategory of removing creatures or removing artifacts and enchantments, other permanents. And then mass removal, of course, is usually removing mostly creatures or other permanents. And lastly, planeswalkers. So those are the big categories to think about when building a brawl deck because everything is singleton. You can only have one of each. Unless you're playing with a Persistent Partitioner's deck or Crypt Rat deck or whatever. But it's singleton, one of each. So the more of a particular card you get into the deck, the better. However, in Brawl, we're limited to 60 cards. So of course... The commander, the brawl mander of this deck is Zakama, Primal Calamity, 9 mana, one of each color, and you get a 9-9 legendary Elder Dinosaur with Vigilance, Reach, and Trample. People often forget that Zakama is very big and can reach and swat down those flyers. Vigilance is amazing, of course, and Trample to get in the final damage. When Zakama enters, untap all your lands. So if you hard cast this with only lands, you get back nine mana to do more shenanigans. You're probably going to cast Zakama with a mixture of your mana reducers, your mana dorks, and your mana rocks. So even if it untaps five lands, you still have five mana to play with. And what you could do is pay three in red. Zakama deals three damage to any creature. You pay three with green. Zakama destroys any artifact or enchantment. She totally chomps on them. Or three with white, you gain three life. I just finished playing a game against a goblin deck using Krenko. That was pretty fun. They were playing it. They were doing Brawl right. They had basically all goblins plus Krenko and then goblin-related uh, goblin related things. So that was pretty fun compared to other people that were just like, okay, here's Krenko, but I'm also going to put a Solemn Simulacrum for some reason. Um, anyway, they got me down pretty low in life. I finally was able to stabilize with a Polyraptor to hold them off. And then they had out their Torbrand and a Fire Emancipation, but I was able to summon Zakama, start picking off all of their little goblins, stabilized back up, started to gain life with Zakama, and then eventually overran them with Zakama, Polyraptor, and Galta. So that's how you play Brawl. So let's start off with lands. So first of all, if you notice, we've got 26 lands. Usually you're going to go with more than 24 lands in a Brawl deck. You're going to be surprised how often you realize you're, you're not getting lands. So 26 lands is a minimum starting point. I have 555 five, five here, and you can vary these up, of course, because as you look at my distribution over here, but I have five of each of the, of the colors that I need, Naya colors, which is red, white, and green, also known as Italia colors. Then we have a variety of um, utility lands or special lands. We have, of course, the Pathways, the brand new Zendikar Rising lands that are dual lands, but you have to pick which one you want when you cast it, but when you play it, technically. So do you want the green one or the red one? And I got all of the Pathways in there, so all of the relevant color Pathways in there. We've also got these various check lands, like Rootbound Crag. This enters the battlefield tapped unless you control a mountain or forest. So it checks that you have this other basic land type first before coming in untapped. If you need to play a turn one tap, no problem. It's turn one. Stomping Grounds, we have the full set of the full Naya shock lands. So these will shock you. It'll deal two damage to you if you play them untapped. And you might not need to play them untapped, so that's good. And if you need them, then you'll take a two damage. We have also the scry lands in our Naya colors. 
temple, all the temples, temple of abandon. It comes in tapped always. It gives you two colors of mana. But then when it comes in, you get to scry. Knowing the future better than your opponent is going to be very valuable. So we've got all of the temples. Again, we've got all of the pathways, all of the shock lands, scry lands. Yeah, so it's basically all of them in this color. Get them all. Crack your wild cards. Then we've got Command Tower. This is an auto-include in a Brawl deck. It gives you one mana of any color in your commander's identity. So get that in there right away. It's a common. Evolving Wild. Here's our fetch lands. We do have fetch lands on Arena. They're not as good as the classic fetch lands, but we have Evolving Wilds. Uh, comes into play untapped. Tap it. Sacrifice for free. Go get a land, basic land. Put it into play. Comes in tapped. So do it on turn one to make sure you're mana fixing. Do it as soon as possible because your land comes in tapped. All right, what's better than the, than the Evolving Wilds? The Fabled Passage. Because this can have your land come in untapped if you first control four lands, including this. So it brings the fourth land in and then it untaps it. So this is the way better Evolving Wilds. You can play it at the correct time to bring in an untapped land. No shame in bringing in the land tapped if necessary. And then we've got the Lotus Field. It's got Hexproof. It comes in tapped. It gives you three mana of any one color. But you have to sacrifice two other lands. So be careful. Don't play this when you've only got one land on the field and you play the Lotus. You have to sacrifice both. Make sure you have two to sacrifice, then play the field. If you play your cards right, you can play. You can do something with that two mana, then bring in the field, sack those two lands, and then next turn you have the Mana Acceleration and Mana Fixing. Terramorphic Expanse, so that's another fetch land to put into the deck. Comes into play tap, just like Evolving Wilds, but more of the same card is more good. Bad grammar aside. And lastly, Unclaimed Territory. You pick a creature type when it comes into play, Dinosaur of course, tap it for a colorless mana, or tap it for any color, but it has to only be used for creature spells of that creature type. It's pretty much all dinosaur, so not a big deal. All right, next up in our theory of crafting is the mana rocks. So I've got four artifacts that create mana. Check them out here. Arcane Signet, it's an auto-include in Brawl nowadays. Two mana, common, tap it to give you one mana of any color in your commander's identity. So it'll give you any color that you want. Mindstone, I love this one. Two mana, tap it to give you one colorless. And then later on when you don't need it, when, you've got, when you're full of mana, you can tap it, sacrifice it, draw a card. So playing this on turn two, or playing the Arcane Signet on a turn two, is one of the most important things you want to do in this deck. Getting more mana than your opponent is always better, and so playing your lands properly turn one, turn two, and one of these two mana rocks will get you ahead of the opponent. You've got one mana further than your opponent. Well, later then, on turn three, we have the Chromatic Lantern. Three mana, so... Try to play this as best as you can on turn three, once again, for acceleration. And then it fixes all of your lands. All of them now can tap for any color, which creates something pretty interesting. Because it says here, lands. It should say, all lands you control have this ability to tap for any color, including your Terramorphic Expanse. You don't even have to crack it to go get that color of, of, of mana. You, you can tap this to give you mana. This becomes a mana-producing land, not a fetch land, if you've got the Chromatic Lantern. So I love that. And lastly, 
The fourth mana rock is the mana geode. Three mana uh, gives you one mana of any color. And then you can also scry as soon as it comes in. So again, you look at the next card coming up. If you like it, keep it. If you don't, bottom it. Knowing more of the future than your opponent is always more good. The next type of spell in our deck are the mana dorks. Now these are normally creatures that you summon that then give you mana when you tap them. I'm doing something slightly different here, again, to be on brand, on topic, with a, a dinosaur-focused deck. I have all of the Ixalan creatures that reduce the cost of your dinosaurs. First of all, Kinjali's Collar. One white mana for a 0-3. Dinosaur spells you cast cost one less to cast. Okay, so it's not giving you mana, but it's reducing the cost of all of your dinosaurs. So this is a turn one play. So of course, the best explosive start. Turn one, planes, play the collar. Turn two, any untapped land, play the signet. And you're on your way to just getting faster creatures out than your opponent. Otapek Huntmaster, it's the red mana cost reducer. Uh, one in a red, one two. Dinosaur spells cost one less to cast. And then tap, target dinosaur gains haste until end of turn. So let's say we summon one of our big dinosaurs, and we've got a lot of them. We've got the Otapek Huntmaster out. Not only is it reducing the cost to bring out the dinosaur, you tap the master, and then that dinosaur attacks right away. Beautiful. Next, Dover of the Mighty. Okay, so this one is a classic mana dork in that it taps for any color of mana, um, but then it also gets plus two, plus two when there's a dinosaur on the field. A 3-3 three, three for two mana, that's pretty amazing, plus mana dork. So there is one more dinosaur mana reducer, although it's a four cost and it reduces dinosaurs by two. You can think about putting that one in the deck if you want. Now, a sort of mixture of mana rock, mana dork, it's mana ramp. Mana ramp is often valuable in a brawl deck, so I've got a few pieces of that. We've got Cultivate. I love this card. Three mana. Go search for two basic lands. Now, there's not a lot of them. There's only 15 in total, so eventually this deck is going to be... So eventually this card is going to be a dead draw when you've gotten all of your basic lands. But in, in the beginning, turn three, you know, doing this on turn three would be an amazing play as well. Go search for two basic lands, put one into the battlefield in addition to the one you already played on turn three, and then keep the other one in your hand. So there's no landfall going on in this deck, but if you've got landfall, now there's no landfall dinosaur concept, so why would you put it in here anyway? But um, you're able to put two lands per turn at once. Now, Azusa would also let you put more than one land at a time, but she's not a dinosaur either. Grow from the ashes, three mana, go get a land, put it into play untapped, compared to the Cultivate, which comes in tapped. However, if you can kick this for two more mana, so five in total, you should be able to kick this on turn four if you played your Mana Dork or Mana Rocks. Five mana, go get two lands, basic lands, put them onto the battlefield untapped. If you play your cards right, you have two more mana to possibly also play one of the two mana... Um, mana rocks. In any event, whatever you are able to bring out of that five mana is amazing. Smothering Tithe is becoming an auto-include in white-based brawl decks. Four mana enchantment. Whenever the opponent draws a card, they might pay two mana, and if they don't, you get a treasure, and a treasure cracks for any color of mana. So depending on your opponent, maybe they're one of these blue mages that love to draw a bunch of cards. Yeah, keep drawing your cards. You're giving me mana. So I can get to my Zakama faster and faster. And lastly, in like the Mana Dorks Mana Ramp 
mana rocks package is the raging is the ranging raptors three mana for a two three with enrage so all of the dinosaurs that we have here as many of them as we can they have enrage so when they get dealt damage something happens here when this gets to, gets dealt damage go search for a basic land put it into the battlefield tapped and then shuffle so this is going to be a good turn three play to to hold off attackers if they're dumb enough to attack, let's say they do attack with a 5-5. Five, five. Okay, fine. I'll I'll eat the I'll eat the damage with my Raptor and go get a land to help me ramp. So what are all of these lands, mana dorks, ramp, reduction all about? To get to big creatures. So starting at the four drops, we are going to see a bunch of great dinosaur creatures. Needle Tooth Raptor, four mana, two two enrage. Whenever this kills gets dealt damage, it then deals five damage as a crackback against any creature an opponent controls. We have a cool combo with the Forerunner of the Empire. Four mana, one three, lets you go tutor for any dinosaur, put it on the top of your library. And then when this is on the battlefield, whenever a dinosaur is summoned, you may choose to deal one damage to all creatures on the board. One damage to all creatures on the board. If you've got this needle tooth, which can take up to two damage, it will then deal five more damage to something of your opponent and then we've got the polyraptor combo that we'll get to in a moment so the forerunner is a very interesting card it's like very parasitic it really relies on dinosaurs of course but this is a dinosaur deck so it's perfect ripjaw raptor four mana four five when it gets enraged you draw a card so cool a nice big beefy creature plus card draw five mana trap jaw tyrant five five enrage Whenever this is dealt damage, exile target creature and opponent controls until the tyrant leaves. Now, your opponent is not going to attack you when they see this tyrant. However, if you have the Forerunner of the Empire, Forerunner is out, you summon the tyrant, you can choose to cause the Forerunner to do its thing, deal one damage to everything, your tyrant gets one damage, you then exile one of your opponent's creatures by simply summoning this, if you've got the two pieces of the puzzle. For six mana, we can get Etali, Primal Storm, six mana, six, six. This is an amazing card. Whenever this attacks, you exile the top card of everyone's library, and then you get to play those cards for free. Plus, the art is pretty amazing. Zetalpa, Primal Dawn, eight mana for a four, eight. And look at that scroll there. Because this has everything. Flying, double strike, Vigilance, Trample, Indestructible. I was playing against a mono-black opponent that, was, that had Obnixilus, the hate-twisted, whatever his name is. And I had Zatalpa out, and whoops. Obnixilus couldn't do its thing. This is Indestructible, plus Vigilant. And uh, my opponent was in a world of hurt because they were not able to destroy this dinosaur. I baited out other dinosaurs so that they could murder it or Heartless Act it, but this one was constantly there doing eight damage at a time double strike then when i started to add counters to it it was doing 12 damage at a time and then the last elder dinosaur that fits in this deck sorry nezahal sorry tetsamok galta primal hunger 12 mana for a 12 12 with trample with a built-in cost reduction where x is the total power of your creatures i've been able to summon galta easily for two green mana enough said Carnity is back. Carnage Tyrant, 6 mana, 7, 6, Trample, Hexproof. And this spell cannot be countered. So blue mages, get out of here. This is an amazing card that is very hard to deal with, unless 
the opponent of course has a board wipe and that sort of thing. And I got to give it out I got to sh- give a shout out to one of my opponents where I had some dinosaur and then carnage. So what they did was they used the pinpoint removal of heartless act on the targetable dinosaur and then they used Liliana's triumph which doesn't target and they got my tyrant out. So they spent 4 mana they they killed both of my amazing dinosaurs. Shout out to the opponent whoever you are. I, re- I already forgot your name. Silverclad Ferocidon, this is such a fun card. 7 mana, 8, 5 within rage. Whenever this is dealt damage, each opponent must sacrifice a permanent. Now, that also means lands. So, land destruction is very frowned upon nowadays by Wizards of the Coast, so we have to find the moments when we can play it here and there. And how about if it's stuck to a dinosaur? Yeah, it's seven mana to bring it out, but with the mana rocks, the mana ramp, the mana dorks, the the cost reduction, plus the combo, again, one of the most important cards in the deck is the Forerunner of the Empire. It will automatically trigger Enrage with that Ferocidon, and whoops, I summon my creature, and suddenly the opponent has to sacrifice some permanent, and they might have to even go with a land. The last dinosaur here is the Polyraptor. Eight mana for a 5-5 with Enrage. What does the Enrage do with this dinosaur? It copies itself. So any direct damage makes a copy. Any combat damage and that sort of thing, any damage makes a copy. The only way to deal with this is with a murder, heartless act, exile effect, settle the wreckage, etc. And of course, the number one thing to do is to have out the Forerunner plus the Polyraptor. And you're going to end up with, I believe... 12 or 15 polyraptors after you let it ping and ping and ping three times because math every time it pings makes a poly two polys came in do you want to ping it again yes so all of those that came in duplicate you do it one more time and then the forerunner is dead you've got like 15 or 13 or something polyraptors and the opponent rage quits so we have one more card here it doesn't really fit into most of the categories but it's a bit of an auto include in green based decks guardian project Four mana enchantment. That's a lot of text, but basically says draw a card every time you summon a creature. There's details in there, but that it's because we've got the singleton format of Brawl that this works. So basically four mana enchantment to draw a card every single turn when you summon a creature. Let's talk about removal. So we've got revoke existence. It is two mana to exile an artifact or enchantment. Now this is going to deal with their mana rocks, setting them back. This is going to deal with their enchantments like Smothering Tithe. It's also going to deal with their indestructible Theros gods, because this is an exile of an enchantment, and they are enchantments. Swift Response, destroy instantly a tapped creature. So this is, white has been getting more answers for direct removal. The last version that we had was a sorcery. Now we have it as an instant. So it's got to be tapped. It doesn't deal with vigilant creatures. It's got to be tapped. Then you destroy it. Now this also works for the mana dorks that they have to tap in response. Destroy that mana dork. They lose the mana dork all instantly. Banishing light. Three mana to exile anything except the land until this gets uh, removed and then they get the thing back. But this will really set them back as well. Now, uh, be careful, but a weird thing in Brawl and Commander is that when you exile a commander, they get to choose what zone it goes to. Most likely, they'll put it back to their command zone to cast it again. However, if the Banishing Light is destroyed, they will get their commander automatically back from the command zone for free. 
There's a weird thing that happens here that even though they chose to put it back to their command zone, it still also is bound by the banishing light. So if that gets removed, they get their commander back for free. Similar, the prison realm. So it's just another one of these that does the same thing. Exile a thing, a creature, or a planeswalker. Plus, you also get to scry. Conclave tribunal, four mana to exile just about anything except the land. And you can convoke it. So you can, help, you can have your critters help you cast this even if they are not mana dorks. Crush contraband, four mana to choose one or both. Uh, exile an artifact or exile an enchantment or do both. So once again, here's another exile for the indestructible gods of Theros or exile their mana rocks or whatever. So that was removal, the pinpoint removal. Here's the mass removal, settle the wreckage. So your opponent is attacking you with a million and two tokens. No problem. Exile them all with settle the wreckage instantly. There is the downside that then they get to go get basic lands onto the battlefield. But in a format kind of like Brawl, where there's more special lands than basic lands, they might not really be able to go get that many. And depending on the point of the game, they might not, maybe they won't even get one of their basic lands. They've already fetched them and used them. So depending on when you use this, this could be pretty powerful to save you, but be aware that it does ramp the opponent. Well, how about a good old Wrath of God? It's been in the world of magic since the beginning, 1993. Four mana destroy all creatures, including your own. And they cannot be regenerated. Regeneration doesn't even exist on Arena, so that's kind of funny. But anyway, this is one of these um, just classic cards that is so good. Four mana destroy all creatures. Again, be careful about your own creatures. Your Polyraptor will not survive. Your Zatalpa will. So that'll be the epic play. They are staring you down with a bunch of creatures you've only got as a Talpa, Wrath of God. Theirs are gone, yours is not. And our final category of cards are the Planeswalkers. So we're going to have animal-friendly Planeswalkers here. No, we don't have Ugin. No, we don't have Karn. Those are not animal-focused. Again, get with the program. Brawl is a casual format. It's a fun format. So let's put fun cards into our fun decks, such as Vivian, Champion of the Wilds. Three mana for loyalty starting off. You may cast creature spells as though they had flash. So wouldn't it be amazing and hilarious to flash cast your two mana Galta at the end of their turn? Or maybe when they're attacking? That's fun. Plus one. Until your next turn, up to one target creature gains vigilance and reach. So give your creature vigilance, have it attack. Keep taking up Vivian. Minus two, look at the top three cards of your library. Exile one face down and put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. So as long as it remains exiled, then you're able to cast it. Our next Planeswalker is a Johnny the Greathearted. Four mana, five loyalty, static ability. Creatures you control have vigilance. So I had Zatalpa out and a Johnny out, and I was attacking with a double striking four eight with vigilance and indestructible. Props to the opponent for not conceding when I had that lock going on, but eventually they did they did lose. Plus one, you gain three life. Okay, life gain, that's fun. Minus two, put a plus one counter on each creature you control and a loyalty counter on each other planeswalker you control. So again, Ajani's so helpful. It's going to plus one Vivian, it's going to plus one Watley, it's going to plus one all of your creatures or give you life. And lastly, Watley, Radiant Champion, with three loyalty, plus one. Put a loyalty counter on Watley. 
for each creature you control. If you've got one creature, the plus one gives you two loyalty. If you've got two creatures, it gives you three loyalty, etc. To get to the ultimate, which is pretty amazing. But, minus one. Target creature gets plus X plus X until end of turn where X is the number of creatures you control. You're not going to use that one that much. You're not, you don't have a huge go-wide strategy. But it'd be pretty fun to pump up your 0-3 pretty big at some point. What you're trying to get is to the minus 8, and it will not be that hard to get to. You've got a few creatures. The plus 1 is, is actually a plus 3, plus 4 or so. Minus 8. You get an emblem with... Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may draw a card. So more card draw simply by playing creatures. Getting to that minus eight should not be too big of a deal. And Watley will sing songs about it for all eternity across the multiverse. So there you go. That's the deck. What do you think about it? How would you add to it, improve it, make it different? Remember, stay on topic. Keep it dinosaur-focused. Of course, you can tell me about putting, you know, Ugin in there and all of that, but what about crafting a deck that is more dinosaur-focused? Tell me all about it in the comments. Don't forget to check out my Patreon right over there. If you look over there at the corner, over there, patreon.com slash to help out the the stream, to have more videos, to get exclusive stuff, to help out the creators that you enjoy. For as little as a dollar, you're being part of the VMC crew. You can also follow for free. I'd appreciate that. You'll be alerted to everything that I do. And don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment, all that good stuff. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Don't forget to check out the video version of it. This has been VM Campos, and I'll see you in the arena.